Thanks for joining us on After Dark with Robin and Andrew on America Out Loud, which is available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, TuneIn Radio, or head on over to AmericaOutloud.com, where you can click the Listen Live tab for 24-7 talk radio. In addition to that, thousands of articles and podcasts over at AmericaOutloud.com. Tons to keep you busy. And as we always say, please share. We face the same social media censorship that so many of you do. So when you share the articles and podcasts on social media, we appreciate it. It really does help the product expand and get us more views. So uh, share, share, share. We always appreciate it. I know some people have been uh, sharing our articles a lot on Twitter. I always try and make sure I retweet those and thank the person sharing them because we do appreciate it. Uh, When you share the articles and podcasts, it really does help out the show. It helps out the network. And uh, that's what we need. So we appreciate that from all of the listeners. Well, it wasn't a mild weekend in the news. That's for sure. You've got China still feeling emboldened over the United States, sending Joe Biden challenges. You've got a lot of Joe Biden's lies from the State of the Union being fact-checked and proven to be false, including his lies on the economy, which were perhaps the most egregious. Even when he accused Republicans of wanting to get rid of Social Security and Medicare, uh, video evidence has came up from the past. I believe it was late 70s, early 80s, where it was actually Joe Biden who was calling to get rid of Social Security and Medicare. So that's an interesting uh, thing to come out of that State of the Union address when he was accusing Republicans of wanting to do it. It's actually something that's come out of Joe Biden's own mouth in the past. So uh, this has not been a good week for Joe Biden. Uh, As we've all heard, another object appeared over Alaska. They shot that one down. They wanted to project some kind of strength and act like they really did something because they shot down this second object. But the Biden administration has to be quite worried that something else ended up in our sky such a short period of time after the big spy balloon. I think things are really unraveling for this Biden administration. Things are starting to stack up. You look at the classified document scandal. You look at what's happening with China. Uh, He's just incompetent and not ready for this job. And Americans do not feel safe. Republicans need to smell blood and attack now because Americans have been paying attention to what's going on. And they know we do not have a real leader. How are you doing tonight, Rob? Andrew, I'm doing great. And you said a lot in your opening, and I agree with everything. One thing I want to uh, reflect on, and we mentioned this in last week's show, but I guess we didn't cover it enough because everyone's talking about it. And that's the big kiss. You guys are probably wondering what big kiss. Well, the big (laughs) kiss between (laughs) Jill Biden and the first gentleman, Douglas Imhoff. That's Kamala Harris's husband. He likes the older ladies. I, I, I guess so. Uh, I think he's 60 and she's in her 70s. But man, was that a kiss? And you know, Andrew, when we came on that night, we were talking about the State of the Union and we said it was flat, it was lack of substance, it was all over the map. And Joe was ranting and raving as an old man would do with dementia. And we touched on it slightly because I thought my eyes were deceiving me. And then you sent me a picture and that was like lip to lip. Press on. I don't know if any tongue was exchanged, saliva. I, I don't know. But when I saw it happen, I like rerounded and kept going like, wait, did, did he? Did he get it on the side <laughs> or the front? 
And apparently he landed right there on the lip. And everyone was talking about it. And I thought, man, how did we miss this? Like, I mean, like I said, you showed me this. And we talked about it a little bit, but that was an all-out kiss, a smack them on the lips. You know, where they're watching and everyone else was watching, they were probably like, okay, <laughs> what's next? Wait, do we leave the chambers, the house chambers, and let them continue on with what they're doing? And Jill thought nothing of it. And of course, Biden didn't see it or he didn't realize what was happening because he doesn't know if it was his sister or his wife that was doing the kissing right. or his daughter. <laughs> but this was, like, man, Biden missed this. It was just like he's missing everything else that's going on in the country. But Andrew, what did you think about that? Like I said, we talked about it, but you see, it, I, I mean, I didn't want to over talk it because I'm thinking maybe my eyes deceived me. But then you sent me the picture yeah. and then I rerounded it. And everyone else, I'm like, wow, that was a kiss. Because, you know, we're all for truth. We're not for misinformation. But that was not a misinformation. That was an outright plump on the list, lips kiss. Yeah, it was more than the uh, statesman kisses on the cheek type deal. That's for sure. I mean, this was just lip to lip, uh, lip lock they put on each other. And uh, <laughs> it's interesting. I'd like to have uh, seen uh, Kamala Harris's face when she saw the photos or uh, it happened in real time. I bet she was not happy. And I wouldn't be surprised if she doesn't like uh, Jill. I don't. Well, you know, they don't like each other because Jill felt that. Biden shouldn't have picked her because right. she said, remember the way he attacked, she attacked him during the campaign. She said, he said, she said that he was a racist and he's not a racist. So she was against them picking her. But I think Barack Obama and his acolytes like Susan Rice, Valerie Jarrett, they, and Michelle Obama. Well, Michelle doesn't, I don't think Michelle likes Kamala either. She's really rather tipping on her. So, but they overruled Jill and said, you got to go with her because of identity politics. She's a black woman and black women will identify, although she's a black and Indian, but you know, when it comes to black people, they'll just throw anything up there and just say, you accept this, be quiet, accept it and move on, which is what a lot of liberal blacks do because you have these bougie elitist blacks telling them what to do, how to think. Because if that wasn't the case, Joe wouldn't be in the office. He wouldn't have been able to steal the election. The media and big tech wouldn't have stole the election for him. Because if you remember, it was the Democrats telling us that they don't need another black, white man, old white man at the top of the party. Thank you, Simone Sanders, who was also working on the campaign, or she was part of, I think, Kamala's inner circle when she went to the White House, but she left because she couldn't get along with Kamala. Okay, but Simone Sanders, the loud mouth of the South, came out and said on more than one occasion, you can go back and look at some of our other shows, that they don't need another old white man at the top of the party. They were telling black people this, we don't need them. So at the time, the only black person who was really running of substance was Kamala Harris. And then you had Cory Booker. But Cory wasn't making any strides, but they thought certainly Kamala would. Andrew, I thought the same thing. Because she was the, I think, the DA of Los Angeles. And she came highly recommended because once she won that seat, Barack Obama came out and said, wow, look at the DA in Los Angeles. And she's good looking. Now, that caught Cam uh, Michelle's ears. Michelle didn't like that. So I'm sure that night, Barack Obama slept on the couch, the presidential couch. 
And some of you might say, oh, you're making up things. No, I don't think I'm making up things because if you look at some of the interviews that Michelle has given and her book, go ahead, Andrew. Just a small correction. I believe she was the DA of San Francisco. Okay, DA of San Francisco. You're right, because she was also the uh, paramour or the, how can I put this rather, the mistress of Willie Brown, who was the former mayor of San Francisco. So thank you for correcting me on that. How can I miss that? Wow. Yeah, she was uh, his side piece while he was married. And that relationship continued on. And that's how she was introduced into the public square. Now, since Willie Brown, she's had many other men, like Montel Jordan, who was a talk show host. And and the list goes on, but that's okay, because she's Kamala. You know, she's been around the block. That's okay. But back to my story about Michelle Obama not liking when Barack Obama said that San Francisco had a new DA and she looked good. In an interview, several interviews that Michelle has given, and in her book, Becoming Michelle, Becoming Michelle Part 1, Part 2, I have not read it. I don't intend to read it. I don't plan on reading it. I don't need to read it. I've seen the excerpts. But in doing one of her interviews, in her girl talks, she said that for 10 years of their marriage, she was mad at Barack Obama. No, I don't know why Michelle was mad. Michelle just gets mad. She's an angry woman. Yes, I can say angry woman. Well, you're saying angry black woman. Well, there are angry white women, angry Indian women. But, you know, they throw this stuff out there to black people and black people take it to heart. And they all oh, you're referring to me this way. Stop it. Stop allowing these liberal, woke liberals, white liberals to define you. Define yourself. And I think that was something that King once said. Don't let anyone define you. He also talked about the content of character and equality. But these bougie black liberals have changed it to equity. Go figure. So everyone's running around now talking about equity. What happens once equity ends? Discussion for a different day. Back to Michelle. So Michelle says she was mad at him. So I can only imagine had when he said that, she put him on the couch. So now you have Kamala looking at this and saying, wow, what what, what did uh, Douglas just do? Is there something that's going on? Jill is my sworn enemy. She doesn't want me on the ticket. So why would you go in and lock lips with her? Maybe they were signaling something to Michelle. I meant not Michelle, but Kamala. Maybe they were telling her something like, you know, it's over. I I don't know. But there was something, there was something to that kiss. And like I said, people have been talking about it. But I don't think they've been talking about it the right way, the way they should, because there's definitely something there. And of course, the liberal media, they'll talk about it kind of typically. They'll go on because they're like, wait a minute. We don't know what's going on here. We're trying to kick her off the ticket. But what if she stays? She was not, as I said, a good candidate. And that's the reason why they threw her out there thinking Black people were going to embrace her, but they didn't embrace her. The only time they embraced her is when Joe came in, the old white man, whom Democrats said should not be at the head of the party. They told Black people, shut up. He's going to be at the head of the party. Let's go to all the Black preachers and tell them to tell their parishioners to shut up. And by the way, a majority of the parishioners are Black women. Go figure. So they told them, shut up, accept it. So they embraced her. And while she was on the ticket, they came, They forgot that this was the same woman who put their sons, their sons' fathers, and their husbands and their uncles in jail in San Francisco and withheld information that could have gotten them out of jail. You guys are running around here with smoking marijuana. Oh, well, she threw the book at you and made certain that you stayed there indefinitely. But once the old white man, Joe, who misses everything, doesn't know if it's morning or daytime, decided... Well, he didn't decide. He just had to accept it because Barack Obama, as I said, and Susan Rice told him, this is going to be the person. Once they told him, you've got to pick her, Black people just, oh, she's great. We love her. Look at Black women at the top again. But since she's been there, what has she done besides be a complete buffoon? 
No, don't say that we're being hard on her. Don't say, well, they judge uh, Black women differently. No, look at how they did Sarah uh, Sanders, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Look at how they did the former governor of Arizona. Look at how they do white women who are Republicans. So you can't say that they're treating her differently, Kamala, because they're not. I don't want to defend Kamala Harris. I really don't, because she has done an abysmal job as vice president of the United States. But under this Biden administration, I don't think like uh, Ronald Reagan or something could do a good job as vice president with this guy as your president. I mean, you're basically just stuck there um, trying to make up excuses and pick up the pieces anytime you're interviewed for the resident that we have in the White House. I think she was an abysmal vice president, but uh, she has Joe partly to blame for that. He's also throwing her under the bus, giving her projects like the border, which we know the Democrats want open borders. So he's basically shifting all the blame to her. The Democrats want open borders and they want open borders on the ground and in the sky. But I'm not going to be as generous, Andrew. I think that if she had it, she would step up. I mean, just imagine. Think of all the previous vice presidents that we've had. Uh, Dan Quayle, George Bush, George Bush Sr. and Ronald Reagan. There was always some contention there because Barbara Bush didn't like the I mean, Barbara Nancy Reagan didn't like Barbara Bush. So she always had them on some faraway mission somewhere doing something that vice presidents would do. Bill Clinton didn't care. Well, Bill Clinton was okay with Al Gore, but Hillary wasn't okay with Al Gore or Tipper because she knew that they wanted to be the president. So she was like, no, let's keep them at arm's length. But they still stood on their own. Kamala can't stand on her own. She's always using word salad. And whoever is writing her speeches, they're doing her a disservice. Right. You would think that by now she would have fired and said, I need to get someone who could really write a speech. My nine-year-old kids could write a speech better than her. Yeah, at one time, remember, she was getting this reputation like you didn't want to mess with Kamala Harris. She's a sharp-tongued prosecutor who will just tear you up. But what we've seen was that was a false image of her because in her speeches since then, she's came off goofy, um, not good. So, yeah, I think that she has really lost a lot of the little bit of credibility she once had when people thought that she was some kind of sharp prosecutor. But it seems that those days are long gone. But then it begs the question, did she ever have it when she was in San Francisco? Right. How was she? I mean, she was riding on the coast of Willie Brown. Willie Brown pushed her out front and told people to consider her as a prosecutor. When she got when Joe picked her. Well, let's take a step back. Remember, when she decided to run, Willie came out and said, she's out of her league. He said it. She's out of her league. You know, she's good. <laughs> she has many qualities, but president, she's out of her league. When he just, when they, when Joe was forced to take her as vice president, he was like, uh, I don't think so. Yeah. She so was out of her league again. Her. Out of her when, league. When so, Vice President Pence debated her, that was the most lopsided <laughs> debate I've ever seen in my life. I mean, he absolutely demolished her in the debate setting, and she was awful. Um, Mike Pence did a great job in that debate, but she was just absolutely awful. Uh, she was, it was a stage that was way too big for her, and she was way out of her league, as you said. Way too big for her, but Mike Pence had to handle it with kid gloves, lest someone says, oh, the white man is attacking the, attacking the black woman. But it's like, but you guys just said that you didn't want an old white man at the top of your party, Democrats, and look who's there. And now that he's there, look at what his wife is doing. She's going around, I guess, 
kissing men and <laughs> definitely kissed Douglas Imhoff. Man, that was a kiss that Joe missed. Just like everything else that he's missing that's <laughs> taking place in this country, Andrew. And I'll take this up on the other side of the break. But before we do go to break, I just want to say, folks, this is real. This actually happened. Go ahead, Andrew. Yeah. Also on the other side of the break, uh, news has broke that they have found another classified document in Mike Pence's home. So perhaps we'll touch on that as well, since we were just discussing Mike Pence and vice presidents. You're tuned into After Dark with Robin Andrew on America Out Loud, which is available Monday through Friday at 10 p.m. Eastern on America Out Loud's iHeartRadio channel, 9 p.m. Central or 7 p.m. in the West Coast. We'll be back with more After Dark with Robin Andrew. You already know Genesis plus HOCL is your best defense against viruses. But did you also know it's the most powerful weapon for eliminating airborne mold too? Customers are raving about the Genesis Fogger's ability to tackle mold problems and the bad smells that go with them. And we all know mold is a hazard to your health. There's no airborne invader that Genesis can't handle. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. Oral hygiene hasn't changed in 50 years, but our diet and the way we eat has, creating an environment in your mouth for bacteria to wreak havoc on your teeth and gums. For better oral health, get Spry Dental Defense an oral care line designed to combat acid-creating bacteria. The toothpaste, mouthwash, mints, and gum all contain xylitol, a natural ingredient shown to dramatically improve oral health. Spry can be found online and at all fine natural retailers. Hello, I'm Ben Marble, MD, and I founded MyFreeDoctor.com as a donation-supported, faith-based nonprofit with a mission to save lives by delivering free doctor visits to patients in all 50 states of America. MyFreeDoctor.com treats a broad range of health concerns like COVID-19, long COVID, sinus infections, urinary tract infections, rashes, medication refills, and more. So please visit MyFreeDoctor.com where we're healing America one person at a time. We're back here on After Dark with Robin Andrew, and as I just mentioned before the break, apparently the FBI is not done with Mike Pence yet. They went in and searched his house over the weekend and actually found one additional classified document. We don't know what's on this classified document, but uh, I don't know what to make of this Mike Pence getting found with a few of these classified documents, other than it's an attempt by the FBI and the media to try and downplay the classified documents that Joe Biden has been caught with, trying to say, oh, look, Mike Pence was a vice president. You guys think he's a good of more good moral standing he wouldn't do this intentionally and it even happened to him so uh joe biden having classified documents it's probably just like mike pence just a mistake that's what i think the media wants us to believe and uh, wants people to think but i personally think mike pence's classified documents probably legitimately were a mistake i uh, probably set it aside forgot to turn them back in whatever the case might be but in the biden situation i think it's clear these classified documents are most likely related to china and the ukraine i mean you've got hunter who's taken millions of dollars from each of them probably 
showed them these classified documents. I mean, none of this has been proven, but this is what people are assuming because we can't get uh, rightful investigation from the FBI or Department of Justice. So, uh, Rob, what are your thoughts on them harassing Mike Pence once more, finding another classified document? And how do you think that links to the Biden classified document scandal? Well, I don't think that they're harassing Mike Pence. I think that once this was discovered that Biden had classified documents back in November, right before the election, I think that someone might have contacted him and said, just look to make certain that you don't have any documents, just to be on the safe side. And the someone was probably National Archives, because they always want to give these people a heads up. And as far as Joe Biden saying that, look at Mike Pence, he was a vice president, you don't think he would do anything nefarious. So he's going to mention Mike Pence, but he's not going to say Trump. Trump didn't deny that he had the documents. Trump said, yeah, I have the documents. You guys know that I have the documents, and I have them in a secure location, as you had requested. Now, let's go back and revisit what happened with Joe. It was found out that Joe had classified documents last year, 2022. I think it was around November, possibly September. But at the time, what they're not telling people in this timeline is that the National, National Archives mentioned to Joe, you have had documents since going dating back to 1974, which was the same time that Joe Biden was talking about Social Security and how he wanted to sunset it. See, these are these are the things that people people aren't connecting because the media won't connect the dots for you. They're mentioning it, then you hear it, and then they move on, and then you don't say, wait a minute, he's had documents for that he shouldn't have had since he's been in Congress. I mean, that's almost like 50 years. Let me just look at my notes here. Yeah, he shouldn't have had those documents. And then they told him at the time, just make certain that these documents are in a secure location. Guess where the documents were found? In Boston. What's happening in Boston? So from that time, he's had those documents. Unbeknownst to anyone, maybe the National Archives knew about it, but they only told him in November or October, okay, we know you have these documents, just make certain that they're in a secure location. Well, guess what? They told Trump the same thing. And Trump said, yes, they're in a secure location. You can come and you can look. They came, they looked, they said, okay, everything is fine. But then they wanted to start something, but oh no, he's doing something nefarious. And then the media jumped in on it and they start, oh, the FBI is there. And how can you trust this man? And then Joe goes out on 60 Minutes and says the same thing to Lester Holt. And I think to Scott Pelley, no, you know, I don't know why he would have those documents. That's just reckless. Okay, so why don't they ask Joe now, do you think you were reckless? You said that Trump was reckless. Do you think you were reckless? Because we now know that you've had documents since the time you were a senator, not just vice president, but a senator. You had the documents in various locations. You had the documents in your one of your homes and a garage next to your stingray must uh corvette you've had documents at the biden center where the chinese have donated nearly 45 million dollars we now find that you've had documents in boston and documents in chinatown joe what's happening here if we had a legitimate media and i do mean a legitimate media and not some media that has been brainwashed with these saul alinsky skills they would go out and say, this man is compromised. He should be impeached. Had we won the election, the Senate, in 2022, I would hope and would like to think that they would 
impeach Joe. But you know, we have Mitt Romney, who's a Democrat, and we have Susan, uh, Lisa Mikowski and Susan Collins, they probably wouldn't have gone for it. But you see, this is a reason why votes matter, because this man should be impeached. Even if the House were to bring up impeachment charges, they would then need to sway some of the senators, Democrat senators, to move forward. Maybe Joe Manchin, maybe Kristen Sinema. But see, this is when you're not acting politically. You're looking for the, sa- the safety of the country. All this stuff that they've accused Trump of, Joe Biden has been doing, the Democrats have been doing. Joe has missed out on so much stuff with our country falling down because he's embroiled in his own scandals. But the media will not hold him accountable. And I know some of you will probably say, yeah, but they're talking about it now. They're talking about it, but look at how they're giving him cover. For him to mention, well, do you think Mike Pence would do something nefarious? And by the way, they found a document at Mike Pence's home. No, he wouldn't do anything nefarious. And maybe it was a legitimate mistake. I do think these documents were moved in Mike Pence's case. You know, he wasn't aware of it. But in Joe Biden's case, some were probably moved mistakenly. But then there were others that Hunter Biden had access to. And he was able to go and talk to Ukraine and to China and trade our secrets and convince China, we're going to give you our oil and gas but we're going to tell Americans they need to go in electric cars and electric stoves. If we had a legitimately media, they would call this out and say, no, there's something wrong here. We don't even have to do the research. We have all the documents. The FBI has been sitting on the documents. But quiet as it's kept, they don't want to move forward on it. They want to just keep it all quiet. So that brings me back to the big kiss. Well, was it a kiss? Was it a show of affection? Or were they trying to change? Or not? Well, not they. But let's say Jill and Douglas, Kamala's husband, were they trying to change the narrative? Were they trying to put something else out there so that we forget about all the things that have, that's happening with this administration? The things that Joe has missed, like the balloon in the air that should have been shot down when it was over Alaska. Lisa Mikowski did get that right by saying, why didn't we just shoot it down? We're the gatekeepers of the country on that part of the world. Why didn't they just take it down? Oh, we might hurt people. No, you won't. There's no one there. You think the military can accurately decide, okay, if this comes down, it's not going to hurt anyone. We see, they got you thinking, well, we didn't bring it down because we might hurt someone. That's a big lie. Think through these things. The media is not going to share this with you. They're not going to get you to think, wait, Alaska is an open area. It's not as densely populated as New York or uh, California, Texas or Florida. There's a lot of open space there. Why didn't they take it down? And they could have done it precisionly and say, this is where it's going to go. Our military is strong, but we've got weak, woke people at the top trying to make an excuse for Joe Biden because they know that Joe missed it. They presented it to Joe and Joe probably said, oh, I don't know what to do. Oh, I want my mommy. What do I do? You see, he missed us. He missed it completely. And now they want you to think that, oh, no, he acted you know, right on time. No, he did not. This is an embarrassment. China is laughing at us. China is eating our lunch. Russia is laughing at us while we're trying to be the straw man in this war with Ukraine. And you see, we haven't heard anything about the war. Russia has just like bombed them up to Waizu. Everything's quiet. Why haven't we heard about that? Why isn't Joe talking about it? Because Joe doesn't know what's going on. His woke military people like Lloyd Austin, the Secretary of Defense, and Mark Milley, 
chairman of the Joint Chief of Staff. They're busy trying to get in all kinds of rainbow colors in the military because you have these LBBTQ, ABCD groups that are funding them. They control a lot of the money. So Joe's completely missed all of this. So now we've got to make him look good. And let's say, well, we found a document in Mike Pence, but every time they find a document with a Republican, they find more with Democrats. This is not good at all, folks. This is not good. We got the big kiss of Cam, of uh, Jill and Douglas. And like, again, maybe they were trying to change the narrative. Meanwhile, this administration is kissing off all of our sovereignty to other countries, just giving it away. Oh, you can have it. And we're thinking, oh, we're on top. Oh, there's nothing here. And as Joe said to Judy Woodruff on PBS, oh, by the way, your taxpayer dollars are funding PBS, albeit they are just as biased toward conservatives as the day is long. But he's going to tell Judy that, oh, China coming into our airspace, that wasn't a threat of national security. He said this. It wasn't a threat to national security. Why would Joe say that? Is it because some of those documents that Hunter has been exchanging with them is a bigger threat, but he knows that you're not going to think about it. He knows you're not going to talk about it because the media has covered it up. The media won't talk about it. But he told Judy Woodruff here, go back and replay the tape again. Go to YouTube and play it. It's on YouTube. They're not going to hide it because they think this makes Joe look good. YouTube is owned by Google, which likes to censor conservatives just like Twitter had been doing. They're still doing it to a degree because Elon Musk hasn't been able to root out all of the bad players. But we'll get to that on another another topic. Back to Joe and his misses. So he wants to say, oh, well, Mike Pence did it also. Not once has he said anything about what he said about Trump, attacking Trump viciously. And of course, the media, they're not going to say, but Mr. Wait, wait a minute, Mr. President, although I call him Mr. Resident, but you attacked Trump and said that he was careless. So don't you have anything to say to him? Put him on the spot. They're not going to do it because if you were to put him on the spot, he would probably crumble. He wouldn't have his notes. It's not in his cue cards that, uh, what's her name, Rice, Susan Rice, prepared for him. Yeah, And we keep saying Susan Rice, guys, because Susan Rice has an office in the White House. And she's running everything. It's probably from some central command there. And she's telling Joe what to say, what not to say. She's going in to the media, say, oh, you can just a little bit attack him, but not too much because he could possibly run again. We got we to protect him. But we want to just attack him just enough so that people won't think that we're being biased. So all of you who are saying, oh, even the media, they're, they're fed up now. They're coming after Joe. No, they're not. This is all smoke screens and mirrors. The same way that big kiss was probably a smoke screening mirror that was orchestrated by Jill and Douglas to get the attention off of Joe's incompetence and what he's missing with the big balloon. And they knew that, well, he's not going to mention the balloon during the State of the Union. So we've got to do something to get people talking about that. And also talking about the hit piece that the New York Times and Washington Post put out on Kamala that she's ineffective and that she cannot be the president. Now, do not doubt. The Washington Post did a hit piece, go back and look at it, on Kamala saying she's incompetent, as well as the New York Times. But at the end of the day, they will protect their own. And then they will redress it up the way they've redressed everything else. The same way they finally came out and said, well, the Hunter Biden laptop is real. No shit. We knew that all along. 
we always knew. I mean, what do you mean? It's right there. It's it's the document. It's the, it's in the file. It's in the computer. No one planted that stuff. He's in the pictures, but naked, cavorting around with strippers and prostitutes on videos, <laughs> with smoking, a bong in his mouth, smoking crack and some right. Of them. So it's like, how can that not be real? You think Russia went to that extent to doctor the picture? No, they would just assume just to knock someone off. It's like, come on. Come on, man. But see, they have you thinking. And because the media won't report on it, the media, whom I've said on more than one occasion, we've got to check them. They need to be put in their place. It's as if though it didn't happen. And that's what they want. You to think that it didn't happen, that everything is okay. We'll go just a little bit, but we can always pull it back because we were controlling the narratives. We're controlling what people think. I was on Facebook the other day and I had posted Sarah Huckabee Sanders' response, which I thought was brilliant, to Joe Biden's State of the Union ranting and raving. And she said, you know, the choice is easy. It's between, uh, uh, what did she say, reality or crazy? I mean, normal or crazy. And it was just, she didn't have to dress the word up, the adjective up. She just said crazy. Anytime you can't define what a woman is, that's crazy. And then I saw someone who responded and said, oh, I can't stand her. I don't like her voice. I'm like, no, think about this. She just said something that was really heavy, so true. And they're talking about her voice. Hmm. Meanwhile, you got these left wing, left wing nuts that are trying to change everything in society, say men can have babies and all this other stuff, have men competing against women. But you're thinking about her voice. Milk is up, the price of milk is up, the price of eggs are up. There's a supply chain problem. Mother still can't get enough formula. But you're thinking about her voice because she's speaking truth. And people are going to say, oh, no, but Republicans, they want to take away Social Security. When they came out and said, no, we don't. We're saying sunset some of the things that you're doing, not sunset Social Security, but the Democrats, along with the media, they're able to manipulate the message. And because people aren't informed, because the media won't give them the information, they'll think, oh, yeah, they want to get rid of Social Security. Whereas we have a tape with Joe Biden on more than one occasion, 70, in the 70s and then in the 80s, saying that he wants to sunset programs with programs like Social Security. And raise the retirement age. But yeah, but this is the same man who also said that he doesn't believe in gay marriage. And if gay people don't, don't like it, they can go somewhere else because there's just a small percentage of the population. This is the same man who's now saying gender reaffirming surgery for kids, the mutilation of kids. And I don't know if you remember, Andrew, but back about, I'd say about a decade or so ago, there was this whole big push about female uh, circumcision, the genitalia of the, of the clitoris. And people were just up in arms saying, oh, this practice is going on in Africa and it's horrible. What, how could it be? Oh, I'm just, they were all out, up in arms over it. Fast forward, 2023, look at what we're doing, telling little girls that you can be a little boy. And mm. Joe, he, he's right along with it. Man, and uh, we can talk about it all we want, but when you see it, it really does hit you. I saw a picture this past week of this uh, little girl who claimed she was a little boy 
and her mom took her into this doctor and they cut her boobs off um everything this little girl is probably like nine ten years old and just to see how scarred up her body was after this surgery i mean it hit me it's just sad to see this is what they're doing to children i mean this girl couldn't have been older than 10 years old and they've literally chopped off everything that would make her grow breasts i mean she's got scars all across her chest everything and it's just crazy this is what the democrats think is best for these children it makes absolutely no sense whatsoever and I- but this is what but this is i'll say this and before we go to break but this is what they're marketing this is what joe wants he's missed the mark completely with oh no this is gender reaffirming surgery and it's okay it's like but you're destroying a child's life a child can't have a tattoo until they're 18 a kid can't drink until they're 21 but you're okay with them saying I'm another gender, and then you don't have to tell your parent, and then we're going to usher you in and have these surgeries, give you these hormone pills, and for what? This is wrong. But with this administration, this just goes back to my story that I was saying, this person on Facebook was attacking Sarah, but she wasn't listening to what she was saying. People are tone deaf. They don't hear. They don't see what's happening, Andrew, and that's most unfortunate. Yeah, definitely. And speaking of Sarah Sanders, everyone was saying a star was born after the State of the Union. Well, if you've been listening to Rob and I, Sarah Sanders has been a star for a lot longer than that. She's been a star since she was President Trump's press secretary, and she did a fantastic job at that. She also did a great job at the State of the Union. If you're looking for better sleep, focus, and energy, check out Healthy Cell, the leading innovator of nutritional cells supplements for cell health. Healthy cell vitamins work at the cellular level to boost immune health, sleep better, focus deeper, and stay younger longer. Absorb a healthier lifestyle with Healthy Cell's pill-free vitamins. Comes in a great tasting gel pack. You can go to HealthyCell.com, check out the great products, and save 25% off with the code OUTLOUD. And if you're not happy, they will give you your money back. So you have nothing to lose. Go to HealthyCell.com, check out the products, see if any of them look right for you, and save 25% off with the promo code OUTLOUD. We'll be back with more After Dark with Rob and Andrew. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced nutrition company, Healthy Cell created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. was Henry Wadsworth Longfellow that said, lives of great men all remind us we can make our lives sublime and departing, leave behind us footprints on the sands of time. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. 
so this is the last half of the show. And when we went to break, Andrew had mentioned that he had to sell pictures or a story of a kid who was having gender reaffirming surgery and how they had just mutilated the kid's body. And as I was saying, this is something that this administration is pushing. Now, we can say all we want to that or they can say, well, Joe isn't aware of this. This is the other people. But Joe is supposed to be the commander in chief. He's supposed to know what's happening within his administration. But he's missing all this because he's busy going out. They roll him out. They give him his lines. And then he goes back inside and he goes to sleep. This is dangerous. That is a reason why I'm now believing as this show goes on that I think that perhaps Jill and Douglas did this kiss to change the narrative because they didn't want people to focus on Joe's missteps during the State of the Union address because he made up a lot of words, as we said in one of our other shows, made up a lot of words, misspelled, mispronounced words, just created things out of whole cloth, just, just all over the map, lying about Republicans and Social Security. And here's something, I'm, I'm glad I mentioned that because you had Marjorie Taylor Greene who was out in the galley. I mean, and she was giving it to him. She was like, no, you're lying. You're this and you're that. And then you had James Carvel to come on TV the other night and say that she was poor white trash. Now, just imagine how the Republicans said that about a Democrat. They would have attacked them all over. And I hear people saying, oh, you know, these people, they are so uncouth and they don't know how to behave. Folks, it's okay. I'm okay with her saying that. You look at the British Commons when they're doing theirs on Downing Avenue, when they're having their State of the Union address, when they're debating. I mean, they're out there in their faces and they're yelling and they're doing this. Why can't we do it here? There's nothing wrong with that. But what is something is wrong with is when Nancy Pelosi stood up behind President Trump and tore up the State of the Union address. She tore it up on live TV and people congratulated her. Oh, hooray. Oh, this is powerful. That's Nancy. She's showing them. Look at how strong she is. That badass Nancy. No, that was wrong. And children, as they always say, they were watching that. And she was bad behavior demonstrating how you're not supposed to be. And I'm told that there's a fine when you do that. But as soon as that was brought up by the right media, the left came in and said, oh, well, it wasn't the actual speech. It was just a copy. I'm like, really? No, it wasn't. It was the actual speech. And even if it wasn't, she should not have done that. And the right media should have called her out and they should have stayed on it. And see, that's the problem that I have with these right media groups, conservative media groups, rather. They don't get on these issues and stay on them the way the left does. They'll touch them and then they'll move on like the big kiss. They should have been all over that. Talking about why did she do it? What was the purpose? Were they trying to change the topic, trying to change the narrative so that people wouldn't focus in on what Joe's done, the bad job that he's doing, so that they wouldn't focus on the how the New York Times and Washington Post attacked Kamala because she's out of her league? She even looked out of her league when she was sitting up there. Is that why Jill did it? Because it has never happened before. And Joe, he was stumbling and mumbling, stuttering. But no, they don't talk about it and then they'll move on. Conservative media, they've got to get their acts together. And it's not, oh, well, we want to stay above the fray. No, it's not staying above the fray. You're showing your incompetence because you are following while they're leading. Whatever they lead with, you'll go right behind them. As opposed to leading on your own, you create the narrative. You create what we talk about. 
But these guys act as if though they can't do it. The same thing with the balloon. Look at what happened with the balloon. And then they're going to come out and say, oh, well, another balloon during a, a press conference, I think it was Friday. What is the guy's name? He's going to come out and he's going to say, well, you know, uh, an, a, another balloon was spotted and we, uh, we, we, the president told us to shoot it down. Now, just think about this. I'm looking through my notes because I want to get this right. Had this not been brought up, they would have never talked about it. Had it not been mentioned during the press conference on Friday. Hold on. Here we go. John Kirby. During a press conference on, on Friday, and of course, uh, KPJ, she wasn't there because she's ineffective in those press conferences and she would have gotten all disembobulated. But a reporter just kindly said, and we, we just heard that there was another balloon that was spotted. And he just matter-of-factly said, oh, yeah, there is another balloon, and the president ordered us to shoot it down. The president. Now, just imagine, had this reporter not mentioned it, he would have never talked about it. And I think it was all a setup. I think someone fed her that information, and she decided to ask him about it. And this was his opportunity to say, oh, and the president ordered us to shoot it down because we felt that it might interfere with travel with other airlines. Okay, uh, John Kirby, who is the, he is a retired admiral of the U.S. Navy. He was uh, the Pentagon press secretary. He's and the assistant secretary of the defense for public affairs. He's now the coordinator of strategic communication for national security. In other words, he's doing a part of KPG, the press house secretary's job because she can't do it. She's incompetent. She's only there because of diversity and equity. But anyway, John Kirby would never have mentioned this had this question not been planted. And for him to say, oh, yeah, and we shot it down. The president told us to shot it down. Well, you know what? The president didn't have to instruct you to shoot it down because according to the guidelines of the army, the uh, Nordcom could have shot it down on their own. They saw something in the sky. No, let's take that buddy down. Take that pineapple down. We don't know what that pineapple is up there in our airspace for. Take it down. And then when the question was put to them, well, did the president have to order this? Well, uh, well, 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 yeah. No, the president didn't have to. They have the authority to do it themselves and then to tell the president about it. But see, they want to make it seem as if though Joe's in, char in charge. Because the first time we saw the balloon that was the size of three buses, Joe was afraid to shoot it down because he didn't know, oh, they may have some information about what Hunter gave them. And they might have Hunter's name on one of those uh, the equipment. So we can't. We got to make certain weight. So the balloon went from Alaska, Utah, Montana, St. Louis, Chicago, and then the Carolinas. And then they decided to shoot it down. That was almost a week. They decided to shoot it down. But this time, oh, we saw it and we took it down. Why? Why did you take this balloon down? Joe is missing so much, and then they're trying to cover for him, and they want you to think, oh, no, he's, 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 this man is right on top. He knows what he's doing. And the media played into it. You know, for, you know, for all we know, maybe the, maybe the media is being played also by the FBI. Because we're going to talk about this later on this week, about the, the hearings that are taking place on the Hill. The FBI is a dangerous organization, and I have said this before, and I will say it again. If we want to save the republic, if we want to save this nation, to keep this nation from falling down and collapsing, 
the way Rome did, we have got to move the seat of the government from D.C. It has to happen. You can leave the White House there, but all the other functions, all the other agencies, they have got to leave D.C. because there's too much groupthink, there's too much partisanship, and the people that are getting these jobs are liberal Republicans, I mean, liberal Democrats that are woke. We have got to move the seat of the government. This has got to catch on. People, you've got to start talking about it. Because unless we move it, this country is going to be destroyed from within. We don't have to worry about people from the outside. And I know we've been talking about China and the balloons and what they're doing. But see, China is fighting a different warfare with us. Okay, They have people coming in through our border because we've given that up. We've given up that sovereignty. Because if Joe's misses, he's thinking, oh, it's okay. Let them come. Let everybody come because we got brown people coming and they'll be future Democrats. And then some of you who have been, now not our faithful viewers, but some of the ones that are just listening in, just well, who want to attack us and try to get us off the air, they're probably completely oblivious to the fact that, but you're letting in radicals that will destroy us, that will kill us and cause us harm. How is it that at the border you have Chinese that are coming in from Canada, coming in from Mexico? Why are they do What? They're coming in. So China is going to attack us on all fronts. They don't have to worry about bringing in machines. For one, they know that they can enter our airspace and nothing happens, especially under Joe Biden, because he's afraid. They have their uh, residents, people at our universities that are teaching all these radical agendas, stealing our secrets. You got the Joe Penn Center. They gave them $45 million. And just imagine the monies that they've given other of these little think tanks. We've got to cut this down. And that's one of the things that Trump wanted to do. He saw it. He wanted to stop it. See, there are other things that are taking place in the country besides the economy and besides making certain we have this. They can take care of that. But we also need to look at the structure. We need to look at the institutions that are helping these foreign radical players to yeah. destroy us. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And before we forget, how about this John Fetterman? Once again, back in the hospital, they're saying he didn't have a stroke. Um, I'm not so sure. It sounds like he's hearing voices in his head. <laughs> Pennsylvania's got to have some of the dumbest voters in the entire country to have voted for this guy. I mean, come on. We were saying this after the debate. The guy's a complete vegetable. We knew he wouldn't make it long, but it just seems obvious this was a plan to try and install his wife into his position. Is that where you see this going next, Rob? You think Fetterman's done? Well, Fetterman's been done. I mean, he's there, but he's not there. And again, you look at the media. The media is keeping all this information from the voters. And you said they'd have to have this, uh, Pennsylvania has to have some of the most stupidest voters and dumbest voters. You know, now that I'm looking at this, Andrew, I'm taking a step back and I'm trying to look at it, you know, logically. And what's being true, what has transpired. I also look at the whole Twitter thing. And albeit, I think that uh, those folks that have been at, at the top level at Twitter, they've got to do some jail time, even if this is jail time in the Senate or at the House, arrested by the sergeant at arms. The media has the media is extremely dangerous. It's extremely dangerous, and I can't say this enough, because it is because of them that this whole thing with the balloon has been blown out of proportion and is now being sanitized to make it seem as if though Joe has done the right thing. So when I look at Pennsylvania, 
I think that those voters actually thought what they were hearing was the truth. I actually think what they thought about Fetterman, that he was okay, that he would be able to serve. I kind of think that the media tricked them into saying, no, he can. Because if you recall, the New York Times wrote a piece and they attacked Dr. Oz and they attacked other conservative outlets saying, how dare you criticize Fetterman? Now you're attacking a person with a disability. Uh huh. And remember, remember the that? In, remember the NBC reporter that said he had a lot of problems with his interview with him, and right. uh, they attacked her and tried they to act like, her. yeah, act like she was in the wrong or trying to um, take out Fetterman or something. But she was absolutely right when we saw the debate. And they attacked her viciously. They said that she should be fired because she was coming after a person with the, with the disability. Because you know, disability. That's the thing of the day. Everybody has a disability, like Joe Biden, him missing all this stuff, him unable to compartmentalize what's happening, synthesize it and say, do this, that, and the other thing. They're saying, oh, no, he just has a disability, and that's okay. No, I don't want my president to have a disability when it comes to thinking, when it comes to his mental capacity. I'm sorry. We don't need that. We need someone who's functioning. But they're saying, oh, that's a disability because he started That's a disability. Jake Tapper, oh, he started as a disability. No, if it is, bye. Then you can't be president. I'm sorry. There are a lot of people with disabilities who can still think and compartmentalize things. And unfortunately, John Fetterman is not one of them. He's challenged and it's unfortunate because this is elder abuse, the same way it's elder abuse with Joe Biden. So now that I'm taking a step back and I'm trying to see through this and, you know, be fair, I'm like... Take a deep breath. The media has done a huge disservice to many of these institutions and organizations. And they have these people thinking that, no, wrong is right and right is wrong. So you have these Pennsylvanians voting for Fetterman and seeing Dr. Oz as being, oh, well, he's a, an elitist and he's this. When the only thing, maybe he was an elitist. Maybe he wasn't like knowing some of the things that the regular man would know, but his heart was in the right place. He wanted to save Pennsylvania. But they couldn't see it. And with all the lies of Fetterman, who came from a rich family, who had never worked, who wore a, wears a sweatsuit that looks like it has, he hasn't bathed in like days. Every time I see him, I'm like, gosh, this guy probably stinks. Then you look at his little hottie tamale wife who came here illegally. Her dad is a spy in Brazil. And then John Fetterman married her so that she could become legal. And now she's using him. She's the puppet master. And this poor man is completely lost. Now, he even invited to the State of the Union address a murderer, a person who was let out of jail, who had killed many people. And I doubt he's uh, – I doubt seriously that he has you know, repented or have remorse for his killings. Now, so when you see that, that John Fetterman, you're like, no, this guy, he's working on all cylinders, but he's not because he was, he's probably being used and manipulated. Now, before the strokes – there was a John Fetterman who was completely as left as left could go. That was a dangerous man. And he should have recognized the fact, took, taken his doctor's advice and said, I need to sit this election out. I need to sit it out. But again, you have the woke crowd telling the doctors, don't tell him that. You tell him he can do it. You had Democrats saying, no, you tell him because we need that one seat in the House. Because if we don't get it, Joe Biden will be impeached. And the game will be up, the rig will be up, and we will be exposed. So the media, working in tandem with the Democrats, 
Mm-hmm. hid all that information, Andrew, the same way they hid the information on the Hunter Biden laptop, the same way they hid, they're hiding the information on Joe's actual medical records. It's being hidden because had it been Trump, it would have already leaked out. And everything, I want you guys to hear me clearly, everything that they have leaked out about Trump, were any laws broken? No. The only thing you have is just gossip. It might not look good, but nothing was broken. They told you that Trump colluded with Russia. It's going to be on the tax returns. You have the tax returns, and there's no there there. But we don't have Joe Biden's financial statement. We yeah. don't know what was hidden in those documents, those confidential classified documents that he took and put in his garage with his 1967 green Corv- Stingray Corvette. We don't Peter, have that. You're exactly right. Whatever they do, they try to project it onto Trump each and every time. It never fails. I mean, uh, on Twitter this past weekend, Trump's laptop was trending because it came out that when uh, Trump got raided, they took one of his laptops. So, of course, they're trying to compare this to the Hunter Biden laptop. It's just like whatever they are guilty of, they try and push it on Trump like he's actually guilty of it when that's not the case. We knew this all along. It was the same thing with the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax when it was actually the Democrats who were colluding with Russia to try and steal the election. That came out. So uh, this is their playbook. We've seen it time and time again, Rob. And uh, hopefully Republicans smell blood. Like I said, we need to get Biden out. I'd like to see more action on the classified documents that they found. The American people deserve to know what was in those classified documents as far as if they were relevant to China or Ukraine with the Biden family influence. Uh, Well, we're all out of time tonight. Thank you all for joining us on After Dark with Rob and Andrew on America Out Loud, which is available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, wherever you stream. Please like, subscribe, give us a five-star review, or go to AmericaOutloud.com. We'll be back here again tomorrow night at 10 p.m. Eastern. Be sure to tune in. We've got a big show, a lot to talk about. We'll see you guys next time. And remember, stand for something or fall for nothing.